Support for The Haunted Ride comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. This package contains the Lawnmower 2.0, a waterproof electric trimmer with skin-safe technology to prevent nicks and painful snags, the Crop Preserver, an anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer, a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs to keep yourself feeling fresh, and more. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 is a perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Hello everyone and welcome to The Haunted Ride, a paranormal and spiritual podcast, and I'm your host, Melissa. I hope you have your tea and your snacks or your hot lemonade. I actually just had it kept out too long ago because it is chilly here in Florida, which makes me happy, except it's the type of chilly that like you want to have your windows down. But then there's a shit ton of pollen in the air, like tons. And so you can't have your windows down because then your sinuses kick up or your allergies like it's insane. It's insane! This is my favorite time of year, and I can't fully enjoy it because of pollen. Really, I can't enjoy it because of climate change. That's, that's why. But alas, it's okay. This is, it gives me time to have hot lemonade, and be indoors, and be bundled up other, under the covers, and happy as a clam for the most part. And I hope that you guys are too. And I hope that you're having an amazing day. I also hope that you liked our ad. Um, I laughed a lot when I read through the prompts. <laughs> I really did. We all need to take care of our bodies. And, you know, when we feel good, we exude goodness. That's just kind of how it works. We are not going to have a promo today. I kind of went back and forth on this and I had actually pre-recorded most of the episode and then just realized that's not how I wanted to go about it. So let me preface this with saying that this is going to be a spiritual episode. There's a lot of messages in this, and so just be open to it if you don't mind. Because what I love about the title The Haunted Ride is that it, it means there's a journey. You go from one point to another. And that's what has occurred in every episode of this podcast. In every episode, I have grown, and I've gone through a journey and I've gotten to this point and I'm still growing and still journeying and still riding along my ride. And I look at it as almost my job to, maybe not my job isn't the right word. I look at it as my enjoyment to share that journey with you guys. And sometimes that journey is in more material ways. So let's just go ahead and get started. I'll start at the beginning. Back in I want to say it was 2016, maybe. I try not to remember that that year too much. Or 2017. They were both pains in the asses for me. But I worked a job. And I wore countless hats. I did all the accounting, both AP and AR. I did all the billing. I made all the invoices. I handled the mail. I was the actual office manager. I did the benefits enrollments. I worked with HR. 
I did all the proposal writing. I did a bit of the business development side. I did the marketing. I did the photography. I started learning how to draw in CAD for plans. I did everything. And if I knew then what I know now, I would have known that I was never going to stay there for a really long time. And I would have started looking for a job much earlier. But I didn't. And sometimes you have to learn that way. But I do remember numerous times saying to myself, I'm going to be here for a couple of years. And then I'll probably just go into photography because I love photography. I love it so much. I absolutely love it. That's what I wanted to go into out of high school. I just unfortunately didn't get the opportunity to. And so I worked a normal desk job and got good at it. And that was it. And if you ever are stopping yourself and you're thinking while you're working, yeah, you know, we're only going to be here a couple of years and I'll do something else. Do what I really love with my life. Please take it from me. Go find that thing. Go apply yourself to that place. You may not think that you have the ability to. I didn't think I did. But it's just like I never knew I would love podcasting and then I do. I have so many more joys in my life. Even though I haven't picked up a camera to go outside and take landscape pictures in over a year. And I still love photography as much as I did that day. And for most of my life. And I will always love photography. And that will always be something I really want to get into. But you should at least be able to slightly like your job. <laughs> if you can't do that at all, you need to do something else. And there's something else out there for you. Just take a quick look at a job search. You don't have to apply. But find what you actually like. Work towards that goal. You deserve happiness in that way too. As I'm working at this place and working at this place, at somewhere along the line, I bought my house. It's my first house. I was so happy, but I had absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I bought the house started furnishing the house. I mean, I didn't have a shower curtain. I didn't have towels. I didn't have blankets. I didn't have a bed. <laughs> I didn't have anything that you need to put in a house. I had nothing. But I'd sold everything else that I had when I moved from Sarasota up here. It just, I left it all behind, really. And furnishing a house is expensive. That's the part that people really don't tell you. So somewhere along the lines of while I'm working at this place, I notice that they keep wanting me to do something. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. At this point, I worked my actual shift, would stay half an hour late, would go home, because I used to just stay there late until I finished whatever it was I wanted. What I learned I had to do at that point was I, would, I needed to find places for me to stop for the day. So I'd say, okay, I want to get through this task so that I leave space open over here, because I was also the courier. So I'd be in the middle of doing my job, and then somebody comes up and is like, can you speed drive these down to Gainesville, which is two hours away from here, and then come back to do the rest of your work? And I didn't have time. So I would have to leave pockets, what I would call pockets of time. I remember that phrase in my day. And I just had to do it. I had finally learned I just need to go home mostly on time. So I'd work half an hour late, go home, eat dinner, sometimes a poor dinner, work two hours, go to bed, wake up early, work an hour, get ready, go to work, and then start my day all over again. And that's what I did. And then all of a sudden they tell me that they want me to do the full stance of business development, which would mean if you guys have never done business development before, that is like marketing on steroids. You are reaching out to these people who can provide things for you or people that you want to partner with. That means that you have to do these phone calls. You need to contact these people. You're going to try to set up lunches with these people. 
that takes a lot of fucking time. As someone who who does all the social media on this podcast, I tell people when they're like, I'm trying to set a schedule and I don't understand why podcasters see that podcasting takes too much time. It's because you don't understand how much time marketing takes. Marketing, social media, SEO, those there's a reason why those are job titles. Because it is a full-time job. And then on top of having everything else I had, I just couldn't do it. And so they gave me an ultimatum. It was either I do this, or, and they would never really say what or was, but I mean, we all know what or was. And so I took option two, because I couldn't do it. I promised myself that I would never kill myself over a job. And I was already dangerously close before. I couldn't do this too. So now me, in my brand new house, and a couple purchases I've made to furnish it like a bed, I'm sitting here, and I have no funds. I have no money. I have no nothing else. I am rapidly applying for jobs. And then somewhere along, so this was at the end of the year in November when I left. And so somewhere along like December, January, February-ish, three or four companies shut down, which meant they had hundreds of people who no longer had a job. They were corporate companies. And so I'm applying to these positions and now so are these other people. So I then went 11 months without a job. And I learned a lot about myself in 11 months. <laughs> when you're home, you learn a lot about yourself. You really do. When you have quiet and you have space and you have time to think and go through things, you learn a lot about yourself. And I remember I talked to the universe. And that's how I got the job that I had, which is the job that I had when I first started this podcast. I remember I said, I need help. And I know that you're there and I know that you're listening. And I know that you've been trying to tell me that it's not going to work yet because it's not meant to. And I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And that's why my hopes kept going lower and lower and lower. But I need help. I'm sorry I didn't listen before. I need help. Will you please help me? And the universe basically was just like, of course I will. It was just finally about time for you to say that. And then I found my job. So even though I knew it was a bad job, a negative environment. I mean, to the point that like all the girls would hide in the bathroom. Or find places to hide just to try to get away from people trying to hunt them down to bother them or harass them. Myself included. That's not healthy. So if you ever have to do that too, please find another job. Don't do that to yourself. Because of everything I had to do and all the money managing I did and the moving stuff around, I had to take a very risky thing. And where this honestly really gets personal for me, because it's not normally a subject I talk about on the podcast. But I had to go into debt settlement. I got with a debt settlement company and I'm kind of going to explain the process just a little bit because no one fully explained it to me. And as someone who's been through it and now has been burned through it and is recovering through it, I want you guys to know your options too. Money, feeling like you're being drowned in bills or feeling like you can't pay your bills, especially if you are normally someone who could or you're very good at money managing or trying to figure everything out that's very hard and very difficult, and that really weighs on you. And material health is just as important as spiritual health. It doesn't mean that you need to win the lottery or buy a mansion. It's not what material health is. It's about the emotional impact that material items have on you, and whether that's healthy or not. So what a debt settlement company will do is they will ask you essentially to give them control over your decisions when it comes to the creditors that you put 
in that you enroll into that company. You're, you're going to ask, like, why would you do this? Well, if you can't pay these people and this person's telling you we can help lower your payments so that you can pay them, hell yeah, that's what you're going to do. And then you're also going to do the, think that you can't do it, which adds up, by the way, you actually can. Like, you don't need a debt settlement company to do this for you. You can do it yourself. But it sounds scary. And sometimes people don't want to work with you. And there's just a lot that goes on. So I did this. It terrified me because I was giving up complete and utter control. And, and it wasn't just like actually control of like, okay, I pay this bill and I can manage my money. No, I'm giving up complete and utter control and the fact that like, I don't know shit. When you hire one of these companies to help work with you, you don't know who they reached out to or who reached out to them. You don't know anything. Like you don't know the reaching out, the communication, the coordination. You don't know what they're agreeing to, who they agreed with, nothing. You don't know anything until the deal is presented to you. You know nothing. So you get a month of radio si silence. I mean, they'll call you once a month and be like, hey, this is what's going on with your account. And you can ask if you want to, but they're still like, it's a third party. They can tell you all the information they want to, or they can tell you none of it. You signed a power of attorney. So you, t you said, yes, you, you are allowed to make these decisions on my behalf. And that is terrifying. But I got used to it. And it was nice because I started seeing some places get settled and I was super excited. And there were definitely things they should have told me that they never told me, but I dealt with that. But then one of my biggest accounts, the biggest account that I had, I got, and it was in the middle of October, I had a lady come to my house and serve me with paperwork twice. Comically enough, it was both times I was on vacation. So I got to this point where I didn't want to take a vacation anymore because I then just became terrified that like somehow they knew, like I knew they didn't know, but I was just like, it amazes me that you knock on my door and somehow it's just so lucky that this happens right when I'm on vacation every time. Like this is creepy. My settlement company tells me that it's a scare tactic. I look at the paperwork, to be honest with you, it wasn't signed. So I kind of agreed with them. But I did say, but they're saying they're requesting a response. Like, shouldn't you guys respond? Like, so on and so forth. And they're like, yeah, 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 we'll take care of it. Again, you don't know if they do or not. You kind of just have to trust them. It's literally trust is what you give these people. You don't give them money. You give them trust. Well, then I didn't hear anything else. So I thought everything was good. We're still kicking with gas. We're still going. We're still moving and shaking and rummaging along. And everything seems fine for about a year. And then the day of the live show. I checked my mail and I had mail from them and I figured it was just going to be another scare tactic. But I remember my guy telling me, do not open that piece of mail right now. It will upset you. I said, okay. And I put it down. I did the live show. Everything was fine. The next day I opened it and because they never got a response, they decided to become a little bit more aggressive and they decided that they were going to try to garnish my wages. Now, through this period of time, I had revisited my emotional health with money. I'd revisited what money meant to me and I began to realize that money should not hold as much power over me as I allow it to and that I need to be a little bit more flexible and I need to understand why I'm like this and so on and so forth. And I really worked on that and it was great. And so that was lovely. But you still also have to understand that like money is like the one thing that kind of makes your world go around. Like you kind of need it in order to make sure you're okay. I call the place and it's funny how their entire behavior changed. They went from being super pleasant, super great, had no issues to like, yeah, you're just gonna have to deal with us. And I'm like, the hell no, no, I do not. 
I pay you guys. You have a law firm and legal counsel. Why can't I just talk with those people? Like, I need to know what to do. They're saying they never got a response. I didn't respond to them because you guys told me you were going to. And I trusted you would. I asked more than once and you said, yeah, I looked at your file and re-responded. And I said, okay, great. So I finally get to one person who's a little bit more sympathetic to my cause and says to me, we can do a request for settlement from them. Honestly, they're probably not going to take it, but we can do one. We'll give you a call back. Now, let me explain something to you. You know that whole thought process that the supernatural world where ghosts and spirits and everything resides is upside down and so it's dark and gloomy and foggy and that's really why spirits like to come back not because they always want to give you well wishes there are certain parts in certain realms that are like that and when you directly tie yourself into the universe it feels dark like i explained it to and normally I don't like to say who it is I was talking to but she helped me kind of through this time and talked with me through it so Laura thank you I appreciate you but I was talking with Laura about this whole whole thing that was going on and the universe for me it feels almost like I hover above this pool most of the time but every once in a while I dip my toes in I kind of twiddle my fingers through the, the water and then other times I just go right into the pool. And the pool itself, it's dark and it seems like it has absolutely no light and the water is heavy. But when I'm there, I can communicate with the cosmos perfectly. I have no trouble communicating. And it's like, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like being in the womb of the cosmos. I think it's like the best way for me to describe it. It's like, it's like, when I drop into that place, I'm literally swimming with the stars and I can listen and I can talk and I can share and explain and hear the cosmos perfectly. And I don't need to meditate. That's not what I do to get in the pool. What I have to do is essentially just like release all control. I have to stop and I just go, have to say, okay. And I just like, there's like, a release almost like if you were if you jump into a pool you you kind of do this this motion with your body where you kind of release the stiffness in your body it's that that's how i feel and i will go to that place and i will talk to the universe and i talk to the universe and i remember my guide and myself almost at the same time we were both like i need to talk to the universe and i talked to the universe and i said i need your help and I don't normally ask for help. Not I have to be literally at the edge of my rope for help. I will more so dip my fingers or my toes or kind of wade through the water when the universe needs something from me. Like when the universe has a message that I need to give to somebody. When something needs energy and I happen to be near it and so I can provide that energy. When something needs to be cleared out, I can do that. Like that's more so what happens I normally don't go into the universe and go, I need help, that desperate help. So the lady had told me that I would get a phone call the next day. I don't get the call, so I call. Nothing. The phone just rings and rings and rings, and then eventually it turns around and it says, please press this button to get a callback number. And I was like, no, I'm going to stay on the line. And so finally it gets to a point where it tells you, no, you cannot stay on the phone. You have to accept the callback. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, what type of shit is this? That day I don't get anything. The next day I don't get anything. The day after that I don't get anything. 
the day after that one, I don't get anything. And now a week has gone by and I am still looking. I cannot find anything. It was Tuesday, Tuesday of this week. And for the first time when I woke up that morning, I did not think about the situation. It was not one of the first thoughts on my mind. I didn't remind myself that I need to call them again and try. There was a very odd calmness to it, like it had been dealt with. And I didn't really understand why. I was at work, and oddly enough, every time someone told me something that they wanted to happen, it happened. It was like I was, I don't know, the lady of the lake and one with the water. And so if they told me they wanted to leave early, somehow they left early and it wasn't always because it was what they wanted. If they told me that they um, wanted the next couple hours to go by, they got so busy that they didn't even realize the time went by. It was, I saw it happen with three different people, all of who told me similar things. But for that to just randomly happen, like this is, I mean, this is not the first time they've randomly been like, oh, you know, I wish like time would go by faster. They could leave earlier. Like it wasn't the first time they've ever told me that. It was like every single time somebody wanted something. And I mean, really wanted it. And they turned around and they told me it happened in like a couple minutes. It was insane. And I was like, something's going on. <laughs> something's going on with me. Something's going on. I'm not really sure what's going on here. <laughs> but all right, cool. Like, I'll just be here. So I'm on my way home now from watching this happen. And at that point, I was like, dude, I really need to make an episode about that. <laughs> Literally, and the episode was going to be titled, Be Careful What You Wish For. <laughs> so... I'm on my way home and I start feeling heaviness in my chest and I'm like, the hell? And it starts feeling like I have anxiety, like I'm having issues breathing. And I'm like, I don't have anxiety. I was like, I clearly don't have anxiety. I said, something's happening and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then in my head, I hear, look them up. Like, and I don't hear it like a guy told it to me. It was like inside, I just knew I need to look up the company and see what was going on. And I had kind of before, but I didn't see anything. So I look up again and I use some sort of keywords, can't find anything again. And then I just looked them up and I scroll and something was like, it's closer to the second page. And I scroll all the way down and there's a document and you guys can literally look this up. There's a document and a link to ftc.gov and news and events. At that time, it was the first article. I think now it's like maybe a little bit further down the page but it says the name of the company. And it says that the FTC basically is like winning against debt settlement companies. You click on that link, it will tell you that they gave this company a temporary restraining order to halt all business practices. The day they gave it to them was the day after I spoke with them. And it was the same day that I said to myself while I was in the pool of the universe that these people are lying. But I knew they were lying. I knew it. I could feel it in my bones. I knew I was not the only person they had done this to. And what they ended up being halted of business over was not particularly the side that I dealt with, thank goodness. It was the other side. And people that dished out so much money to this place and they never helped them. And they said they would and they never helped them. Not once. And I said to my husband, I knew it. I knew it this morning. I knew. I knew there was something. They posted that article that morning. 
It was posted on the 12th, and I found out about it on the 12th. And they shut them down on the 4th, and that was the day I talked to them. So now I'm like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> now I got to sit here and figure out like all of the shit. So I went through, I started calling. I called the place who was trying to do the wage garnishment, spoke with them, spoke with everybody. And I remember saying to myself, by Monday the 18th, all of this will be taken care of. And while it's not fully complete, it's about 95% of the way there. And that was amazing to me. It was amazing to me. Now I'm going to pause here because the day of the new moon, what they tell you is that you're supposed to, you know, if you have something you want to banish, you banish it. If you have something like whatever, you know, you do all that shit. And if you're part of our Patreon, I do have like a banishing ritual that you can do and so on and so forth up there because that's what I did last month. I did a banishing ritual and I even talked about it then and I talked about it on the show where I'm pretty sure I do banishing rituals way more often than I think I do. And I just do it by my words and my intentions. I normally don't like go through light a candle and do all my other shit. But they say the new moon is that's that's when you want to like release everything and then the full moon is abundance of that. So if you if you're setting a goal, you set that goal on the new moon and then by the full moon you should either be achieving that goal or have all the steps in place too. That's supposed to be how the phase of the moon work. When I made this desperate plea to the universe about the whole thing was around the new moon and I remember saying I want everything to be taken care of. I want it completely to be taken care of. I don't want to have to worry about this ever again. I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't want to worry about this anymore. I don't want, I don't want to bring these things in with me to the next year. I don't want that. And so if there's something like this is going on, I want it to be taken care of. And by the full moon, which was this week, it was. And so that's why I even bring up this whole situation on here is because it is material. It is emotional. It is physical. Because I'll tell you right now, my shoulders still hurt from all the stress it caused me. It still hurts. Friday. So everything was taken care of by Friday morning. No, by, by Thursday afternoon, everything was taken care of. But I felt exhausted. I felt like I expended tons and tons of energy that I didn't even know I did. And I went to sleep. I fell asleep. Friday morning, I woke up. I started rushing around and doing stuff. And my husband actually, he was the one who told me. He was like, Maybe you gotta calm down. He's like, you don't need to rush anywhere. You've taken care of it. But I was so, I had gotten so used to it from the start of November that I was just like, no, I'm like, I'm sure there's still something else I should do. Like, you know, the other three or 5% of the stuff that needs to be taken care of. Like, I want to get that taken care of. I don't want to bring any of this in. Like, I don't want to bring it in on Monday the 18th. And I can't tell you why that's so important to me, but I've known like there's something going on with that date now for a little bit for me. And I don't know why, but yeah. And if that's not enough... I told you guys last week that I had done a tarot card reading back when I did my energy reading. And when I had done the tarot card reading, it had told me some, something or someone was out to get me. And it was back in like September. And the very next card that followed that card was about my career. And I was just like, I know everybody who's out to get me at work. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, there isn't a surprise person. I know that. They might do something surprising. But the person, like, I felt like it was talking about something I, it, and it said it, it was something I didn't know. When the company filed the writ of garnishment is what it's called. They filed it in September. They held on to it until October. And then they gave it to me. And I can't really tell you if the universe amazes me anymore. It does amazing things. But it's like, 
Does it surprise me that it does amazing things anymore? And the answer is no. What it does, does, but I don't have any surprise about like it being amazing because it just is. Like it just is. Whatever you believe, whatever you worship, whatever you pray to, whatever you like, whatever, that thing is amazing. What it does, it does with such incredible precision that it blows my mind sometimes. And the fact that like, I picked up on it from my energy reading. I said, come around like the ending of the year, around November or December, you guys are going to have like a whole bunch of things that are going to really pop up and it's going to be really difficult. And that's why you need to heal prior to that period of time so that you can deal with it. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've t- I literally have told you guys everything that's been going on for- with me, some of the hardest things that have been going on. And had I not done some serious healing, I would have lost my shit. Like, I would have lost my mind. I know that. Spirituality is hard. It's hard because everyone thinks it has to be one way. Everybody thinks that it talks to you in one way. Or that numbers matter, or astrology matters, or how you were raised matters, or what what religion you have matters, or whether you practice the occult or not, or if you have crystals, if you have tarot cards, if you have... If you believe in psychics, if you think they're a fraud, if you believe in heaven and hell, if how you think about the spiritual realm, like everybody thinks there's all this stuff. And if you say yes or no to any of these things, that impacts your spirituality. And you can't be spiritual if you say no to them. If you don't believe, you can't do it. And that's not true. What you believe does impact your spirituality. It does. I shared it on episode 50 with Laura. There are things that I've done in my lifetime that I wasn't necessarily proud of. It was good for me to know I could do it, but I never meant to do it. It's not what I wanted to do. I wasn't proud necessarily of that moment in time where I did that thing, but I'm happy that I know about it. But it took me understanding that the dark, when we do something wrong, when you make a mistake, when you do things like that, that doesn't make you evil. Like, we look at, like, good and evil as, like, the two biggest terms in the world. And I'm sorry, they're not. Nothing is purely good, nor is nothing purely evil. To me, there's a cycle in between the, those two, and there's, there's a raising and lowering of the scale. It's all a spectrum. It's all a spectrum. When we look at books and movies and shows, don't we say that person who acts evil, but does that one, like, tiny little good thing that makes you, like, makes them a complex character and how everybody loves complex characters? Don't we talk about that? Okay, so why can't you look at yourself like that? You are a complex character. And what spirituality is supposed to be is you figuring out that complexity and either being happy with it or realizing there are some things you don't like that you want to change. And as you figure that out, the universe goes, okay, I see you. I see you shining a little bit more brightly. I see you working on yourself. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to work on this for you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to drop the sign on in front of you. But The universe drops signs in front of us all the fucking time. Biggest sign that I had that day when all this happened was my brainwaves, was the fact that like for the first time I felt calm. And because I've worked with my spirituality, I know how my brain works. And I know when something like that happens, that something outside of me is working with me right now. It's not just me. And there's some tie with the universe or some tie with a God or some tie with a deity or some tie with something that is turning around and going, I see you and I'm going to help you and I'm helping you right now. I'm putting those building blocks 
and those stepping stones in your path in order to assist you. I understand myself on a different level. Because I understand myself on a different level, and I understand the fact that I have abilities and I believe in them, I can turn around and say, okay, when the spirit, when the universe decides to throw something at me and use my abilities in such and such a way, I know something's going on. And you just have to be able and willing to listen. That's really all this comes down to is listening. So I've shared with you guys what I learned this week. I've shared with you guys a lot of myself today. And I hope that these episodes are always really hard for me when I'm sitting here and I'm discussing what's really gone on. I, I try to separate and, and kind of hold myself in a boundary place when I do this podcast because we all have shit going on in our lives. Like we don't want to hear anybody complain. We don't want to hear like anything like that. Real life is where these things happen. And my real life involves the paranormal. It involves ghosts and spirits and angels and demons and gods and goddesses and deities and magic and cults and the fucking moon and the astrology and what element am I today and what the fuck am I doing over here and why can I hear this little golem thing and what crystal I have. Like, that is my real life. And it's magical to me that it is. For any of the pain that can be caused, there's so much love and hope and joy there. And I just hope that somewhere in this, you guys end up getting a little bit of that hope and joy and love too. My, my takeaway and what I want to give to you guys is find the things that make you happy, listen, and understand that the universe, whether you can believe in it or not believe in it, whether no matter what's going on with you, is there and working for you all the fucking time. So have a good day, guys. Have a good night. Take care and stay safe. Love yourselves and love others. And as we always like to say, don't let the ghost get you. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.